0: This right. is an eight iron, and it's a dead shank. Wow,
1: way right! Oh, it takes a, a hop off the path. Positive. You gotta be kidding me! Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill, one hop up and bite, and it's in. Kind up of like that.
0: I would like to welcome back to the Sub-70 podcast five-time PGA Tour winner, Ryder Cup member, and our insider to uh, let us know how these great players uh, think and play during these major type of events. We definitely had one yesterday, Mr. Ken Green. Ken, thanks again for joining us.
1: Hey guys, how's how's it going?
0: Well, uh, we'll get to the players in a second, but uh, first question is: How are things in your world? Are you playing and practicing a little bit? And I know last fall you were playing a little bit on the Champions Tour, so are we going to see you out there a little bit? And and uh, how's the game come along? And, and and how's life treating you?
1: You know, it's been uh, it's been kind of a not such a great winter for me. The leg has uh, been acting up, so I haven't really been uh, able to do as much as I would like. You know, and that's that's one of the problems that of of even trying to somewhat show up at an at a, at a event and and shoot a halfway decent score uh, you know because I can't practice at all and and, and it just won't uh, the pain just won't lo- allow me to to practice so you know it is what it is and, and I'm okay with that part of it. Uh, I am going to play the p g a senior at Oak Hill on uh, Rochester, New York. In uh the, the end of may the, the, uh, for a couple of reasons one i love the golf course and i, I you know i would like to, i wouldn't mind going back just to play it and then uh the other is it's also timing with uh the release of my book so we figured that that will that's probably the best time to do that so other than that i'll probably maybe play one or two other events well what a great golf course to get to go play
0: a uh major championship on the champions tour on right i mean it's as iconic as it gets i mean that's got to get you wound up to the right way a little bit as well right just to be out there competing on that level of a
1: golf course. yeah absolutely well you know and and this is something that probably happens with every every professional golfer is that you know when you're young and you're competing you don't you don't really understand the 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 res you know the respect that you should be given every every one of these golf courses you know and as you know, as you get old and you become a little more old, uh, you realize how good these golf courses are. You know, whether it's Pebble Beach that I got to play last year. You know, I mean, I always knew Pebble was great and I loved it; it was my favorite. But I never appreciated that this could be the last time I play it. You know, I I played Oak Hill and and uh, you know the Open and thinking it was an eighty nine, uh, and it's a great course, but you know. You, you you appreciate it more now you give it more respect is when you're you know you're young and playing you're just trying to beat the course up and you don't you don't think about how lucky you are to be playing these golf courses and you know and to give them the respect that they deserve
0: well it'll be great to see you out there uh competing against the other guys in the champions tour we'll be watching um excited for you to be out there doing it um but to the topic at hand uh players championship so first question i have is is do you like the change from May back to March? And if so, or if not, why do you like either time slot more or less than the other?
1: I do like the change back to March. And uh, for, for, for me, it, it, obvious reasons, you know, when, and I know this is going to sound weird to some people, but, but when Pete Dye designs that golf course, he knew the course was going to be uh, set up in March. So when he designed each hole, he takes into account how the wind's going to blow in March in, in Florida. I know that sounds like you're really being kind of anal when you design a golf course, but this is what architects do. So it, it's going to play its best in March. Um, you know that being said, I, I believe the tour, <clears throat> I believe the tour went easy on the guys because it was the first time back. You know you see, you see the, the numbers as good as they were. Uh, and the greens playing as soft as they were, I don't think you'll see that. As you know, in the next two or three years, I think they'll go back to how how it used to play with you know really firm greens and uh, you know mega fast greens.
0: You just think they didn't want to go overboard on this first go go-around, and then I'm assuming will they keep overseeding like they did with that ride to kind of help the greens maintain and 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 have a little better visual to the golf course. I mean, did you like that idea of them doing it?
1: They have to, there's no other way. It's, it gets too cold and, and in the months of January and, and, and everything would be just dormant and they, they don't want that. It just won't look right. But you know, you can, just because it's overseeded doesn't mean you can't get it to be, you know, hard and, and firm. And they, 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 they just went easy and, and I can, you know, I don't know if they'll sit there and admit that. But it's they did and they know it, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's I guess you know the worst thing. You, the worst thing in the world you you want is to move to March, get some bad weather and wind and have the players bitching. You know that's you know the so they 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 went the, the right way.
0: Yeah, but but you would like to see it go back to a little bit more of the faster, firmer conditions. You think it'd just be a better overall test if they get to where you want it. It'll even be you think more exciting, more challenging if. Uh, they kind of get back to the way they had it say 15 years ago is that something you would look forward to seeing the players having to to try to take into account
1: oh absolutely i mean you know i i, I honestly think they have to do something with with 16 17 and 18 cuz you know let's face it that's where that's what people remember uh, you know the last three holes and you know what happens what doesn't you know whether and because of the distance they're hitting it. it it's just getting a joke i mean the idea that rory hits a 9 iron into 16 is, is comical you know and and granted he's long and all that but you know most of the guys were it's it, it's not a scary shot you know and I, I can promise you you know back in the day you know you were hitting you were hitting 3 woods 5 woods it's a scary shot with a 3 wood 5 wood in your hand and uh you know right now you know I think Rom hit an eight iron, you know, and it's just like that's for, for the quality of players that, that they are. You're not even going to have one little bump in the heart, but you're going to have a bump in the heart. If you've got a three wood or a five wood in your hand.
0: No, that and makes 17, sense. Yeah,
1: makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> 17 is another example. And, and at, with today's ball, not moving much, you know, left to right, right to left because of the, of the quality of the ball you know, it's nowhere near as, as intimidating the shot. I mean, you know, they're hitting gap wedges and, and, you know, it's just, you gotta, you 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 gotta put a little pucker in, in, in their brain. Cause if you don't, it's too easy a shot, you know? So, you know, and I don't, I, I'm almost positive this will never happen, but it needs to go back about 15 yards. So, you know, they're hitting, they're hitting a, a club that's going to make them think when that wind starts blowing. I mean, you know, I know we didn't hit it as far back in the day, but I've hit as much as a six iron in that hole. And let me tell you, I don't care how fearless you are. Cause I was relatively fearless because I wasn't too bright, but uh if you have a six iron in your hand, it's hard, you know, but you know, you got to at least, you got at least put it like an eight iron in your hand. And, and, you know, then they'll have a little more of a, Ooh, you know, right. And then, and then, and 18 is, Eighteen is comical, how short that whole place now I mean it it used to be a beast. I mean, if you bombed a drive, you were lucky to have a five iron in it and
0: you had that to hit gone. a draw back then, right because like the power fade just wouldn't work, right? You had to take it on and yeah. hit the hook.
1: Well, the other thing that that most people don't realize is there was a tree on the right side of the fairway back then that if you 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 were literally blocked out if you hit it on the right side of the fairway, so it was tighter than tight. And that tree died, and they elected not to to uh, replace it. So it, it's you know it's it's 40 yards wide, which is plenty wide enough. But if you're going to leave it that wide, you've got you've got again, you want to put a little pucker in their in their in their head, you know. So it's okay. I got to hit a good drive, and then I'm going to hit a five bar. You know now it's I hit a good drive, and I have a wedge. Yeah, uh, let yeah. me
0: ask you on that, because I saw Rory said he's hitting a fade on that hole, and of course the hole goes right to left. Now, as a professional, if you can still carry that, yet having the ball move away from the trouble, that makes that shot a hell of a lot easier, right? If you can still get it out there to the fat part of that fairway and have an angle, yet you can move it away from the trouble, that, I right. mean, that, that has to make all the difference in the world, I'm, I'm assuming, tell me if I'm wrong.
1: Well, in in the perfect world, anybody who moves the ball left to right or right to left consistently would rather move it at the, at, the, at the danger. And, for instance, 18 would be the water. So if you know you're going to fade the ball, you just literally hit it down you know, the five-yard line of the edge of the water. And, and it just goes. Because if you have no fear of double-crossing yourself, you now make the hole a lot wider. Whereas if you're a drawer of the ball, you can, you can actually overhook it. Right, and that's and the, get yourself in the water, and that's in the bo- That's in your little in your head, and that's why you never see guys do it, and they always block it out to the right. You know whether whether people realize it or not, we we players always have those thoughts in our head. You know we're we're not immune to to you know overthinking because that's what we'll do sometimes. We you know you overthink it.
0: Right. So back to your point, but it is easier on that drive, for instance, with the modern equipment, because it's harder to draw that ball with the modern equipment, right? It's easier to hit that little squeeze fade or one-foot fade. That tee shot has to be a hell of a lot easier knowing you don't have to turn it, where he could kind of carry that corner with the ball moving away versus, like you said, if you start to turn it a little too much, that that draw can turn into a power draw a little bit and you're, you're flirting with the water. I'm assuming... If you're, uh, if I'm going to get in your head, if you can hit a little baby fade yet still carry that portion and have whatever you had in a eight iron, nine iron, I'm assuming in your head that sets up easier for players of your level.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. There, yeah. There's no doubt about it. He 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 did not have any fear of God. You know, Rory's a, when Rory's on he 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 plays fearless golf and drives it off, you know just phenomenal. Rory reminds me of of Greg Norman in in my day. Greg was was clearly the best driver of the ball back in the day where he he had more distance than most and and could drive it, you know, straight. And it's uh that that's what Rory does now and, you know, you know, believe it or not, the first hole is a harder driving hole than the 18th hole is now. Which is kind of weird, but you know, that 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 hole is really really gets in guys heads and and that's what Pete Dye does with uh if anyone has played the golf course Most of the holes out there have a little angle to them. And that's always the, that's always the trickiest kind of uh, golf to play. You know, like a Dustin Johnson would rather have, all right, if I carry over this hazard or this bunker, all I got to do is hit it, you know, and boom, they do it. But if you have to think and you have to angle the ball and play, you know, make the decisions as to which way is the best to play the hole, then that's when we start overthinking and
0: we get in our own way. Hey everyone, it's Jason Highland at the Sub 70 Podcast. Golf season is getting really close, no matter what part of the country that you're in, and hopefully it's warm enough where you're in that you're already playing golf. But if you do uh, need some new clubs for this season, please check us out at golfsub70.com. Uh, from forged irons to forged wedges, hybrids, fairway woods, game improvement irons, we have the whole arena. Also, our new driver, the 839D, should be in stock uh, somewhere right around middle of March. Uh, the guys at My Golf Spy put it through some testing, along with the guys at uh, Plugged In Golf. Also, gave it a review. Feel free to check it out. If you have any questions on that or any other product, uh, feel free to uh, reach out to us. Thanks for listening, and I uh, hope you enjoy the uh, rest of the podcast. Well, since you brought up the golf course, let's talk about it. So, and I'm going off memory here from our previous conversations, but I think you really like the golf course as a test for a really big golf tournament. And if that is correct from my side, what makes that golf course appealing or, or fun for, the, for you guys when you're out there competing for that level of a trophy?
1: I, I love the golf course. Now, as weird as this is going to sound, I'm not going to give Pete Dye credit because they had to redo it six different times you know, before they did it. So, you know, I'll give him a one star because he had the right idea. I just kind of threw a few things up. And, the you know, the the biggest asset it has is the driving. You got your really makes you think. Uh, they, they do need to stretch it out a little more for today's players. I don't know. You know, I think it only plays almost, what, 7,300 or something, which is probably the equivalent of 6,600 back in our day. Uh, you know, but it still makes you think off the tee, which is the number one thing you want with a driver. And then he makes you <clears throat> he makes you really have to pay attention with your iron shop because if you miss the green on certain spots, you're not up and down in it. And you know, that's what I was saying about with everything being so soft this year, there wasn't that dead zone. You know, where a guy knew that if he went left of the pin, you know, he's only up and down it. You know, twenty percent of the time, and that's that's the other beauty of the golf courses is, is not only the you, first you have to think about with the driver, then you have to think about angles with the second shot. When do I attack the pin? When do I not attack the pin? And then, of course, you have to have a great short game because it's the greens are such open the right way, and just high enough off the ground that if you leave them in the bunkers, it's really tricky. You know, if you or if you get it in the little, the little <clears throat> what they call the the little run up areas, you have to you have to decide: do I run it up or do I try to pinch and spin it? You know, and the more thoughts you give a great player, the better chance you have of making them look
0: like a normal golfer. Did you play the golf course aggressively or did you have to be patient and let that? For like lack better, let the golf course come to you. And then, I, was it more about angles that you would try to get? Because you were an aggressive player, so was it was it yeah. a learning curve, or did you have to back it down from the normal way you played?
1: I would say it was a learning curve that I never learned because I just, uh, you know, I, I was just way too aggressive, and it just didn't dawn on me, you know that, you know, you know, I, I had numerous good rounds on on TPCs or any other major you know courses, but then I had I paid the, the price on many others. And, and, it's because, you know, I didn't realize, I just blamed myself, you know, when I, when I, when I tried to pull something off and, and didn't execute right, I just blamed myself. That was my fault. But in reality, I wasn't good enough to be hit, trying to continually hit these shots. You know, I could pull off, you know, 60, 70% of them, but when you don't pull off 95, you're, you're dead. And, and that's where uh, Jack Nicholas is so great when it comes to major golf is that he, he knew that he was going to play everything very conservative and basically let let the, everyone else make their mistakes. You know, that's, that's the reason why he has so many second-place finishes is because he just kept playing conservative golf. And, and you know, he knew when to go for, for the birdie. You know, he would wait for the right time. And other times he, he had no plans of ever even thinking about making a birdie. It was a par all the way, and you know that's why he's so good. Now Tiger, on the other hand, has a little of Jack in him, but he also has a a little of of, you know of that. I'm going to be aggressive because Tiger was, in all probability, a a better ball striker when it came to irons. Uh, In that, in, in today's world. His our medium swings in today's world don't turn out so bad. A medium swing back in the sixties and the seventies, you usually miss the green. And Jack knew that. It's not that Jack if you put Jack in his prime today, he would be probably better than Tiger and he would hit just as many aggressive shots. But, you know, you're born when you're born. You know, that's not you can't fault either one of them. Uh but it's I mean that was Jack's plan. I mean, if he if he honestly thought that one day a Tiger Woods or or a Penny Hardaway would come along and and wipe out his records, I honestly think he would have been a little more aggressive. Uh, And those 19 second-place finishes might not have been 19. He probably would have had four or five more wins and and maybe three or four less second-places where he got aggressive and it didn't work out.
0: It's so hard to compare the eras, right, because of the equipment, the it, way you had to play. It's almost it, it like really two hit, different yeah. games, right? And you assume all the greatest would have figured out a way to optimize themselves in that generation.
1: Yeah, it's really unfair. I mean, I think everybody uh, on the planet pretty much believes that it's either Jack or Tiger. And, you know, some people are in the Tiger camp. Some people are in the in the Jack camp. Uh, but it is unfair to both because they are they were both way ahead of everybody else in their era. Uh, you know, I, I'm in the Jack camp and eventually time will go on. There's going to come a time when, when Jack's hardly mentioned. And, and, and because all the only people alive are going to be the people that knew the tiger name, you know, it's like people have already forgotten that, you know, when Jack was trying to catch Bobby Jones, Bobby Jones was the number, you know, it was 13. No one else was mentioned. It was Bobby Jones. And you know Bobby Jones isn't even mentioned now. There's no one alive that even even saw Bobby play, probably. You know, and eventually that's going to happen to Jack, and he's got a chance because he's still going to have the top of the majors. You know, and uh, but you know that's just nature. I mean, it, you know, we, time goes on. You know, who knows what's going to happen a hundred years from now?
0: It's interesting you were bringing up the you know, in the generic sense, patience and how that is difficult on the golf course. And I was, I got a two-part question here for you because I was watching Rory during the press conference and he said he's had a really solid year, you know, like all top tens, but he said he had, even though he's playing that good, he has to get or had to get more patient and letting these tournaments kind of come to him versus always wanting to force it. And is that something you can relate to? In other words, you, you were on tour for a long time, you've won. Is is that something that makes sense? And then did you ever go through that when you got when you were playing on the tour in your 40s as you got older? Is that a natural propensity as the players have been out there for a while that that is the right mindset? You can't play that aggressive all the time. And sometimes, did you win golf tournaments when you see kind of Rory win this? It kind of just comes to you and you don't force it. Does, does that make sense as his comments that he was talking about of just trying to be more patient letting it come versus putting the pedal down all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it's you know Rory's he's an aggressive player and in today's world one of the negatives about today's world versus say Jack's world or even my world was you didn't have 24/7 golf news and the media just on top of you. You know the media is desperately searching for that next tiger or jack and, you know, you know, a few years ago they thought speech was going to be the guy. and So that puts a lot of pressure on you, you know, and now Rory's, in my opinion, is, is the most <clears throat> capable of putting that run and ending up with double digit majors. And he gets on those roles. And once he learns, basically, in my opinion, what he's saying is I, I got to stop listening to the world and just relax, you know, along with you know, not being so aggressive, you know, play, play a little smarter and understand that, you know, I'm not going to hit every shot perfect. And, and he has enough firepower that he's going to, he's going to eat up some golf courses when he, when he gets going. I mean, if, you know, they get on Rory for not being consistent, well, who would you rather be? You know, Charles Howell, who makes a lot of money or Rory, who wins the big ones, and misses a bunch, some cuts here and there because he's just, you know, aggressive. Now he can pull that back a little and make a few more, but what good is that? You know, he's got to be who he is as long as he understands not to overdo it. And I think he's just been trying too hard and it's gotten in his head. I mean, it's, he's, he's gonna, he's just, he's that good. When you can, when you can drive it as well as he does and, and doesn't seem to have the fear it's all about his putter right now. And, and to answer your other question is I think as, as you do age on tour, the the thing, what makes you realize how foolish you maybe used to play or still are playing is by watching people that you're paired with and you're seeing them do the mistakes that you made many moons ago and maybe still are making. So, then you then it comes then it pops in your head oh, maybe that isn't such a bright way of playing the golf course cuz in your mind you thought that was perfectly logical so
0: it's a pretty normal process he's going through as he matures through his career and and it's it's I, something I, I that so, yeah. that a lot of players will go through they play smarter as they get a little bit older and he's still young enough obviously where he could have another great i mean 10 years in front of him at least right i mean if he can oh
1: yeah i mean he he. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but no. he's got what is he thirty? Did he just turn thirty or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, right around there. Yep. I, I mean, and with with today's technology, you know, you literally have till your fifty. And I, I have said forever that I thought Tiger would win a major in his fifties. You know, it, it just it's just a different world now. You know, it, and it's it's part of it's the physical part of it. You know that they're they're in better shape, but it's 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 80% of it is, is the, the, uh, the equipment, you know, you, you just, when you were 45 or six or seven in Jack's era, you know, playing for and and that, that, that ball back then, you know, that little focus that you just don't quite have at 48, 47, that you had at 27, 37, you know, that middle swing you paid for it back then, whereas now you're not paying for those swings with the technology. So you're going to be able to get away with it. And then with today's greens, if you can still putt, you're, you're going to win. I mean, you know, I mean, I think there's been a couple of guys in the last couple of years that won on tour over 50. And, uh, if you can win on tour over 50, you can win, you know, tiger loves Augusta. Jack loved Augusta. You know, I think he, I think Jack was in contention when he was 58 once. I mean, what Watson did at 59, Yep. you know, it's going to happen.
0: Well, speaking of guys, you know, later in their career, Furyk this week, forty-eight years old, coming off a you know a break where he's Ryder Cup captain, so golf wasn't a huge priority. I'd have to imagine. I'm in my forties, so I love watching these guys when they kind of get back into contention. Uh, what did you think of his performance? And does this sort of fall in line of exactly we just talked about thirty seconds ago? That if your mind is there and physically he's still in good shape, he can still compete. The equipment helps with it, and his experience and your. I'm guessing from what you just said on the other side of it, you're not surprised he can still compete in the biggest events in the world at 48 years old.
1: Yeah, I'm not at all. I mean, I I think Pyrrhic has obviously had a a great career. And, you know, like you said, with the Ryder Cup, he he probably wasn't as focused. And in the game of golf, you have to be so focused, it's scary. Uh, Because literally, it's the only sport that I can think of off the top of my head that you, you know, one shot costs you the tournament, you know, and no other sport can you say that, you know, uh, that happens on a regular basis. I mean, this is every week one shot costs, you know, because most most events are within one or two shots. Right. So all it takes is one or two. And so as you age, you you know, as we, I was just explaining, your, your focus just isn't as sharp. And he was uh, he played great. You know, and he had that one boo-boo and it's uh, that one shot, you know, missing that little three and a half footer. uh, And, but that's that one shot, you know, but Fred, I think Fred Funk won it. Uh, The great thing about the TPC golf course is that it's not set up for any style of player. You just have to play it well that week and any style player can do it, whether it's the bomber or the Fred Funks or the Jim Furyks and, it's there. Whereas if you go to Augusta, it pretty much favors that one style player, you know, and that's why, you know, Jack's won it so many times the Tigers won it so many times and Phil's won it, you know, it sets up to mm-hmm. it. Whereas, you know, TPC, I, I believe Jack's the only one that's won it three times and he did it before we started playing TPC. Right. Right. Oh, so in reality, he hasn't done it either. I mean, you know, I think there's, I don't know, I'm, I'm, this is off the top of my head. I think there's two or three guys that have won it twice. Yeah. And that's it. But if you look at all the other majors, you know, there's, there's some guys that have won each one five times or, or more. And it's just that hard at TPC because everyone's in contention. Whereas many of the majors you can wipe out half the field simply because of the style of golf they play versus what's needed for that golf course. Well, speaking
0: of young guys who play aggressive, the uh, John Rahm scenario on Sunday in hole eleven, um, strange back and forth with the caddy. You could see the caddy was trying to to pull him off of it. Uh, it. You know, it's it's interesting to watch it. And a my first question is, you know, what's your opinion of what happened there? And then, as a professional, how far can that caddy go, or how far were you comfortable of your caddy and go your caddy going? where he could call you off i mean it's your call in the end but did his caddy do exactly what the caddy is supposed to do or how does that work when that caddy is that adamant of he does not
1: like this play it it literally depends on the relationship the two of you have i mean if, if 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 my caddy had ever done anything like that he he would have been told if you ever do it again you're you're gone uh but today they use the caddies more so I don't I don't know what you know it's hard to say without knowing for sure, but it looked like he had to hook that ball about thirty yards,
0: yes, yeah,
1: and you know out of the bunker you just that is so hard because you know you, you you have to have that to get a ball to move that far in today's world, you know their power and strength is is necessary, which they have, but the other is your your balance and and has to be perfect, and when you're in a bunker that's that's I mean, I, I, I don't get why he he would do that. And as aggressive as I was, my theory was, if I can't make Eagle, you know, at, while I'm attempting this shot, what's the point of going for it? Maybe, you know, some guys would say, well, it's an easier up and down. But, you know, it, when you're in a scenario like he was, I I think he just had an a absolute brain fart. You know, I, I think some of it was probably because he was really ticked at himself for the way he'd played so far, but he was still in the tournament, you know, in, you know, there's a time to get ticked at yourself and, and there's a time to still play smart golf. And, you know, he wasn't making Eagle because even if he hooks it around and hits the perfect shot, it's still going to run off the green anyway, you know, cause it's going to be hooking so much. It's going to hit them, the front left part, the front center part, and then it's going to go hard left once it, once it goes, so he's still going to have a forty-yard pitch, no matter what. And where, where that pin was, he would—you know—you have to come up short because if you hit it too firm, you go rolling in the bunker. So I, it made no sense.
0: Yeah, and he's so good with his wedges. He's a good putter. Like, what's his chances of, of making a birdie from a hundred yards? Fifty-five, sixty percent. I mean, right? It's still yeah. in his wheelhouse per yeah. se. It's, 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 it's an, it was an interesting scenario to see unfold. Do you like? his aggression that he has that kind of self-belief and he's young. Um, do you like that in a player overall? Would you rather see that on the front end and he'll learn in time? Or is that something that could really come back and keep biting him in the ass over and over again if he doesn't sort of, of think better on the golf course and letting his emotions sort of get in front of a, a thought process that it's sort of needed on the PGA Tour?
1: Yeah, he's going to learn. I mean, you know, let's, let's remember people – people forget 24 is 24, you know, and I think he'll, 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 he'll come to realize that there's certain times to be aggressive and certain times not. I'm I have no problem with him showing his emotion. I'm a firm, firm believer that you have to be who you are. And if you're a person who shows your emotion, if you're just playing a ping pong match, you know, then be that way on the golf course. I, 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 I just, I can't say enough to any, if there's anyone young out there, just be who you are. You know, I'm not saying be disrespectful to you or to golf or to anyone, but if you're a talker and and you get angry because you're annoyed, you missed a shot, it's okay. As long as you can shut it off by the time you hit the next shot, you know, but it, it just seems like John, he, you know, he just, that start he got off to, and he was probably just shocked because in his mind he wasn't going to do that you know and and i'm sure his warm-up was probably fine and then all of a sudden he goes out there and he realized oh this is the little extra pressure and i you know he'll he'll figure that out i mean that's that's that it's a learning process do
0: you think this golf tournament should be considered a major championship would you be fine with that turning into the fifth one, they have that on the LPGA tour. They have it on the Champions Tour that you play. Do you think it's it, it would it would diminish "quote unquote" majors, or would you be fine with calling that a fifth major?
1: I, I think it's insane that it's not. I mean, it, if you ask anybody, you know, what are the you know the five essentials that in order to accomplish a major, it has all of them, and it's, it's getting very close. They're starting to realize it now, and uh, in, actually, in my book, I go into detail as to why it's not already, because in the early '80s, it was about to be knighted, and then there was, a, there was a, an issue with, with Jack and Palmer and, and Watson and, and Dean Beam and, and stuff. So it got it, Jack and those guys quickly knocked it down. And it was all personal, and it and it's on it's in shame that it's not a, a, a major because I mean it has the best field, it has that finishing three holes that people all know. No one ever skips it. To me, that's how you de- how you decide what's a great event and what isn't. If, you know, the easiest way to do it is does everyone show up? You know, because remember Lee Trevino way back when he didn't play the Masters. For a few years, because he knew he just had no chance, and so he said, you know, why why go where I know I'm going to get beat up? And you know, he eventually felt he he made a mistake in doing that. But you know, everyone shows up. They never, you know, uh, in the early, I think it was Rory, or or there was, was it was either Rory or European player uh, that didn't play a couple times because he said he didn't like it. And then he, he's learned. You'll have to, you'll have to do my homework for me, but it's, it might've been Rory that skipped it. Or
0: yeah, I can't remember uh, who who that was, but I, I, I think it's growing in stature too. Like I was glued to the TV. Like it was a major last year and, and or, or like, like it was a major championship. And I had the golf writer, uh, Eamon Lynch from golf week on last week to talk of a preview. And we said, we're going to have on your, have you on to talk about sort of the recap of what happened. And he's now arguing it should be a major. And I asked him a question that he said didn't know which way he would go. So I'll throw it out there for you as well. So let's say they make it a major. It feels like a major to me. So let's say they make it a major. Do you have to go back in time then and give Steve Elkington two more so he's three total? Is that is that the only fair way then to do it?
1: Well, I mean, I guess you'd almost have to in that sense. But then, but herein lies the, the you know the, the the big question of if you do it that way, you know, are you just, is it because it's at TPC? You know, because, you know, the first eight years they rotated. Right. But other majors, other majors have rotated. So you, that's not fair to those guys who won it then. But, you know, I, I, as, you, as you know, I'm not, a, I believe that there are big tournaments. I don't know if I really call them majors. I don't think it's fair to guys that say they never won a major, but some guys have won 14 events in their year, which is, you know, I'm not saying it's Hall of Fame, but it's still a great career. And they don't get any credit for having, you know, a great career like Bruce Liskey, who just passed away. You know, I mean, he had a great career. I think he won either 13 or 14 times. And, you know, no one gives him any credit for being a great player because they don't, quote, quote, doesn't have the major. You know, and it's... uh, I just don't know if it's fair. You know, back back in the the 40s and the 50s, the majors were different events, so they they switched them all. Right. Jack Jack's the one that redefined what majors were. You know, he's the one that that pushed it. It's about major golf. This is Jack Nicklaus created the majors. That's what
0: Eamon was saying too. That like the first Masters wasn't really a major; it was sort of like a Bobby Jones get together. Yet when Gene Sarazen wins the third one or second one, whatever it was, they considered it essentially looking back a major so he said it's a it's a moving river all the time anyway so he would have no problem of calling this what it is and he thinks it's a major because it's never been per- exactly what you're saying you know is the u.s amateur a major now well right. it was at one point right so it, it's, it's
1: well, ebbed and flowed forever right yeah the, the, believe it or not the chicago the western western Open right was the was the, was the major you know the big one and i i really don't have a problem with it because let's let's face it in the in the end when when the writers all get together say say all you whack nuts go into a room and get together and say it's 60 years from now and there's there's two other guys that have come along you know and and you're still only going to remember the top three players if you're going to fight it out between jack nicholas tiger woods and this other guy that just has come along well why is he better well why is he better and you know so the, the guy like a Steve Elkington who won two or three or a Curtis Strange or a Fred Couples, well, do you give him credit for one or do you give him credit for three, isn't going to have one iota of difference in the history of golf because you're, you're only concerned about the stud of studs when in the bottom line, like who's the best ever or the, best, the second best ever, the third best. Those guys will never fall in that category. So it's not like you're going to promote someone way up and, and you're not going to promote another, but it, it, it's, I mean, the players know, I mean, you know, I mean, if you went and asked every player there's there's it, it's crazy that they wouldn't do it, you know, and in, and in reality, and, and I don't mean to keep plugging my, my book here, but if, if say there was a law that you could only have four majors period, you know, what one would you, would you give the boot? And to me, it would be a, the, the master's. And it's, it, it might be the most exciting event to watch in golf, but it's not, it, it's no way it should be given major status because it's, it's set up for a certain style of player. It's limited fields and it has the weakest fields, you know? So, you know, when you, you look at a, you know, a, a, the masters will never have a John Daly or a Michael Campbell, you know, come out of nowhere that no one expected and win a major because he's not in the field. Yeah. Fields too limited fields too limited. Right. So I I really think that if, if history really wants to, to evaluate the better players, I mean, like we were talking earlier, the TPC is clearly the hardest event to win simply by the fact that no one's won it more than twice. And the players will admit that
0: of how difficult this yeah. is to win on this golf course, right? I, Rory can miss the cut next year. It can happen, right? Yep. Like it is that fine yep. of a line. But but back to your point, I think it would change people's careers, right? So like people kind of might look at Ricky Fowler with that talent, and let's just say they, they retroactively made the players a major. I think people view him differently, right? Now all of a sudden he's got five wins, he's barely 30, and one of those is a major. I think he moves, and not for the all-time greats, but from his current generation. Matt Kuchar player's champion, right? With 9 wins or whatever he has now. I think they're viewed differently. I mean, I I see those guys winning the players' championship and in my mind, you know, they can they've proven to me they can win at the highest level, but I think the overall golf fan, there's there's a there's got to be a little bit different level of admiration, respect, not from the players cuz like you said the that fraternity, you guys all know what it takes to win it. But from the general golf fan, I still think yeah, that guy's won a major, right? You watch a guy in the Rage, that guy's won a major. I think if the players became a major, I think Ricky Fowler or Kucher, for example, are viewed by the general golf fans a little bit different.
1: Oh, they might very well be. I mean, I, I you know, obviously, I can't speak for for those individuals, but, uh, you know, I, I, the best thing it probably would do for someone like a, a Ricky is because you know, he's getting to that stage where, you know, he, he's pressing. You know, is, right. is he pressing too much? I right. expected so much out of the young man. And, you know, he, he's he got to remember that Mickelson, Mickelson didn't win until he was 33, you know, and he ended up with five. So there's there's tons of time left for for someone like a Ricky or something like that. But, you know, like we were, we were talking earlier, when a player gets that inner demon in his head where he starts trying too hard, it makes it that much harder to win.
0: So you're saying he might be freed up a little if, can, if they retro it backwards tomorrow and said, you're a major champion. It, it, there has to, like you said, you could play with a little Absolutely. bit of freedom in that, right? Where now he's yeah. considered a major champion. No, it's, it's going to be interesting how this debate goes on because I think the event, I enjoyed watching it as much as I've ever watched it and appreciated it even more of how fun the golf course is and how crazy the leaderboard is. And most of the guys kind of puked and Rory came through and he needed, like there was such great storylines. It felt like a major championship. So... I, you know, I wasn't on board with it. And the more I kind of watch this week, I'm like, yeah, this feels, this should be a major man. Like this one is huge and it's getting bigger. So yeah,
1: it's, it, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, you know, like, like you're saying, just look at yesterday. I mean, for a while there, there, there was like eight, nine, 10 guys all right there. Yeah. I mean, within one shot and, you know, a couple more two, And it's like, and, and, and they all just didn't quite get it done. I mean, there's no other way around it. I mean, and uh, only the player, and they'll never admit it. There's very, there's, uh, you know, only the players can can tell you, yeah, I I ended up, you know, bogging this hole because I was thinking of this or that, you know, which they should never do, you know. And it would be interesting if, if somebody would come along and actually be honest once. Because if you admit something like that, you know, people will look at you like, just some sort of loser, and you know, to me, it's the other way around. If you don't, if you don't face and admit your demons, you'll never beat them. And it's uh, <clears throat> it's unfortunate, but it, I, I honestly think it's on its way. It's it just, it, it's just a matter of, of, of when they're gonna say okay.
0: Well, let's talk about this book. I didn't know you were actually writing a book, so this is uh, this is news to me. So my, you know, as a couple last question here follow-ups, what inspired you to do it? What is a what's as a golf fan? Why kind of take away from it? You know, in general, and when's the book coming out?
1: Well, the the book will be out uh, mid May. Uh, actually, I was gonna uh, we're we're close to setting getting the website fixed for if people want to pre order and, and you know they'll they'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you all that info. But you know, there's there's two reasons I wanted to, to really write the book. Uh, one is whether I like it or not, my life has been bizarre. I- I've had so many unfortunate things happen in life and there's, I'm coming out with something that's even, it's going to be pretty intense, uh, that happened to me. And, you know, I, I thought it's like, if I can convince one person who struggled with anything. I mean, it can be the depression. It can be, it can be losing your uh, child or losing a a wife. uh, You know, the sexual abuse and, and what happened afterwards. If I can help somebody and let them realize it's okay to, to, to fall and then get back up, you can keep trying and life is worth fighting for. So that, that's my main reason. And the other is, is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good fun stories in there. You know, I mean, it's just, I, I, you know, I mean, obviously I'm biased because it's been my life, but you know, I mean, how many people can tell the, the Gator story or, or, you know, all the different things that have happened in my life and the, uh, you know, the stories on tour and stuff like that. It's been a wild run. I mean, and so I said, you know what? you know, I'm getting old now. It's it's pretty much over. It's time to, it, if you're going to do it, you, it's time to do it. So uh, I said, all right, let's do it.
0: Very interesting. I'm, uh, I'll definitely want to, uh, I'm definitely going to want to read it. I've always, yeah, it's why I keep asking you back on the podcast. It's always just a fascinating, interesting conversation of your perspective of, of what you see. And like you said, you've, you uh, you've seen a lot in your career. You've been in every side of the scenario. So I always find our conversations interesting, really interesting. And I imagine the book will be really interesting as well. So maybe we'll get you back on when the book actually launches and um, kind of talk about that a little bit and uh, you know, give our listeners a little bit of insight of a few more of the great stories and, and what people can kind of learn and take away from it. Uh, that sounds, it sounds absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to get uh, a copy of it and read it. So it should be really, really cool.
1: All right, man. I appreciate that.
0: Well, thanks for being on. I appreciate your insights, as always, and uh, take care of yourself. And uh, we'll look for you at a few of the Champions Tour events. I'm definitely looking for you at the Senior PJ Championship. should be fun to watch. All right, buddy. Thanks, Ken. Have a great day.